and welcome to Com Majors. I'm Brian Costello. I'm Jim DeSanto. <laughs> and this is Clarence Thomas. Tom, it's Clarence Thomas is back. Back for another adventure. <laughs> Mitch McConnell's on the show this week. <sighs> and you... I'm Hermione Granger. That's no. not as fun. Well, the, no, it's not as fun. No, I no. think you should just go as Clarence you Thomas. You are Neville Longbottom at oh, best. I'm yes. Neville. Uh, so today, as we can kind of tell, um, if you're watching us and seeing our Harry Potter gear or just listening to all the Harry Potter name drops, are back on the Hogwarts Express and we're viewing and discussing Harry Potter in the Prisoner of Azkaban. But first, we ask the most pressing question of every week. What are we drinking this episode? I'm having uh, whiskey. A Colonel E.H. Taylor straight rye from David and Jackie Falcon. It's delicious. Excellent. And we've realized we have hit the we... final bottles of the 40th. Wow. Yeah, the 40th birthday bottle collection is down to just four. I gravely overestimated how long that would last. But it's about a year. It's I a thought, year. I yeah. thought we were going to get several years out of it. I don't know. About you started years. drinking I, that bourbon. That is probably part of the problem. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so having a Belvedere tonight. Cheers. Cheers. I am drinking uh, Jameson Irish Whiskey Caskmates uh, Stout Edition, oh. which is delicious. Uh, and it was a gift from Jerry for my birthday. All right. So I thank him. Uh, first of all, I'd like to have a and say a special father's day to everyone mm -hmm. we are recording on father's day so happy father's day to jim and all the other dads out happy there father's day to you brian thank you uh i'm very excited this year because i was named time magazine oh, father of the year look at really those lashes special. can we talk about what the balls are no, the bas those are basketballs, those are and I'm wearing. I have those a are clear, <laughs> and I I have a basketball whistle, a whistle yes. that's shaped like a mm -hmm. basketball, yes, and that's do. what that you is. You also have luscious lashes. I like how I you're wearing the your basketball whistle. Whistle is like a bolo tie. And yeah, is number thirteen a significant number for it's you? It's my favorite number. Who knew? I didn't know that. Thirteen is your favorite number. 13 is my favorite number. It's my number I wore when I played both basketball and soccer. Meg Kinson is checking in from Hogwarts at the Wizarding World of Harry Potter right incredible. now. incredible. How do we... I feel like we need yeah, some you sort of need video. Standing this on the 10, is worthless the 10 hour without line. pics. Oh, my gosh. I want to see a picture. This is so exciting. She is outside of Hogwarts. Or it's bullshit, Meg. Ah! Can I also say, she's a true she tell, I if she is waiting lie. on a line, if she's waiting on the Hagrid line, ask every person that's online to go on Facebook and start watching this, <laughs> like, subscribe, and review. Yeah. Say, we love say, Harry Potter. We're know always just Harry talking Potter Harry Potter. <laughs> and it's happening right now, and you if need you to love Harry Potter and F-bombs. <laughs> this is your show. This Do not your allow your children. <laughs> do not allow your children to kids. listen, but you can do. Um, some fact checks from last week's episode on Vertigo. Um, first of all, for Katie, some films set in San Francisco, right. some now of which listen, we talked about. Before you um, get into this fact yes. check, I am not interested in how many movies are set in San Francisco. I want to know if any of them have had more gratuitous scenic shots than Vertigo. Okay, well, let me give you a list of the movies and we can see if, our, if the triggers are mind here. Right. 48 Hours, 
I've never. Seen I didn't it. even remember that that was in San Francisco. The Rock, which we talked about, yep. lots yeah. of. Do you see more? Well, that's than mainly just Alcatraz. Alcatraz? Yeah. I think it's just Alcatraz. I, I, you, get you, you get some of that. You get some of that Michael Bay, Bruckheimer slow motion yeah. stuff there. Yeah. Um, come on, how about a little film called Star Trek IV: that's in San The Francisco? Voyage Home? Yeah. Yep. In the and water with 80s. the whales. Or 90s. I doubt yeah. you get as many shots. Uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. I remember mm. yeah, the there's house. A few. There's a few. Of Mrs. Um, Doubtfire. Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, how about Pacific Heights? Nope. Do you remember that creepy ass movie it. where Michael Keaton was the bad guy and it was no. Melanie Griffith and no. Matthew Modi? No. Uh, how about The Presidio? Sean Connery, no. Mark Harmon, The Presidio. All right. Nope. So there's nothing there. Nothing there. Inside uh, Out, I think. Inside you, Out. House, yep. You get the house. Yeah, not much yeah. there either. Uh, the Game. Great movie, by the way. David Fincher, The Game. Yeah. Michael Douglas going, and Sean Penn. Still going with Vertigo, having more. Okay. Well, needless. I think I told you, uh, Ant-Man and Wasp has a lot yeah. of it. A I lot. checked in. I listened to Unspooled on uh, Vertigo because I wanted to hear what they thought. Uh, they liked it a lot more than we did, mm-hmm. but. Uh, one thing I was shocked is that the the tower was a set that they built. Yes. Mm. So because it had collapsed. Can, of, I, yeah. can you give just like a snippet of like what did they think was good about it? Um, no, and I doubt that they could give a snippet on what they think was good about it. Is sort of what they where they stood is that. They're still yeah, trying to figure out why it. they liked it so much. Mm. They, yeah. yeah, and they didn't love it, but they. They, they think it should be on the it. list. Yeah. I just my argument, I'm fine with it being on the list. I think it just shouldn't be in the top ten. I don't think it belongs on the list. No, um, there's some really awful movies on the list. So I mean well, you like but, but that's um, that's bad explanation. Like, you know, if you're now what the the <laughs> hobby horse. Yes. The hobby horse is here because we have to move on because right. people want right. to listen about Harry yep. Potter. They're not uh, here for Vertigo. That's right. We were talking about last week how much a horse costs yes yeah. you should probably just buy a hobby horse okay cheaper yep. more efficient yeah uh and more effective because a first-time horse owner you're probably going to have to spend anywhere from a thousand to three thousand for the lowest level of horse oh i purchase. didn't even know that you could get a horse that cheap um, yeah but i don't think those are horses for riding and or yeah. Yes, the more horses just for standing. You, no, you can ride the yeah. horse. I think the more you would want to do it, like if it's like you're yeah. riding a horse, like they do at like fairs that you just trot around <laughs> yeah, with yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. If you're looking to actually do anything of competition level, it's going to be significantly more. Where they start to get you um, is the yearly cost. The minimal annual <laughs> cost is around twenty five hundred dollars for just medicine and food that is before stable costs uh stable costs can run anywhere from four to five hundred a month now if you live in a major metropolitan area the cost can be anywhere between twelve hundred to twenty five hundred a month for a stable that's a lot so that is very expensive, as we thought it would be. And then finally, uh, remember, in July, I will be going to Philadelphia. We are going to see the How Did This Get Made uh, podcast. Also, though, we wanted to 
tease our upcoming Veronica Mars special that we'll be doing that month as well. Veronica Mars is transitioning from Amazon Prime over to Hulu uh, with mm-hmm. all three seasons as well as the film. So and we we'll be start starting watching. the new season and the end of July. Mm-hmm. So if you're a Veronica yeah. Mars we fan, need to rewatch there. Can't wait. Start rewatching. Uh, get ready. I have myself have also read both uh, novels. I have that not. were written after. I thought the you movie. read the first one. I didn't. Mm. No one ever so, bought them from. Uh, no, you had it. We will have. You they are on it. sale Positive. on Amazon right now. It was in our house. You can get it. You can buy it. Um, and that okay. is fact check. And we are on to Prisoner of Azkaban. Who wants to do the rundown for Prisoner of Ooh. Azkaban? Hmm? Uh, I don't want to do it. I do it a lot. Bri, you should do it. Yeah. Do you want to do the rundown, Brian? Do it. Look at that. Here he is. Harry Potter, boy wizard, whom we love so much, is back at the Dursleys' house for another horrific summer. Uh, When hijinks ensue, Mm -hmm. his horrific, majorly evil, Mm -hmm. I guess, Mm -hmm. I don't even grant, his uncle's sister shows up. He turns her into a balloon yes, she does. floats off yeah. and harry is terrified that his use of magic outside of hogwarts will get him in trouble mm-hmm. he takes the mm-hmm. knight's bus mm-hmm. oh, uh, and sweet. we are introduced to the idea from cornelius fudge that harry will not be in trouble mm-hmm. and that he can just go back oh. to hogwarts but he needs to remain in his room at the leaky cauldron and we come to find out that why that is is because the mysterious Sirius Black has escaped from Azkaban prison, something that has never been done before. And as we go on, we're to find out that Harry's life, per usual for the Harry Potter novels, is in danger. And we go through a year at Hogwarts with the mystery of Sirius Black hanging over his head. Uh, We are introduced to some major staples of the series that we have not seen uh, prior to this. Sirius Black. Major staples. Uh, um, (laughs) Dementors. Dementors. uh, Hogsmeade. Mm -hmm. We go to um, Professor Lupin who will become a key figure in the future of the series is introduced. Um, And I think that's enough of a setup um, from where we go. And Buckbeak. Yep. Buckbeak arrives. And let's just go into this movie. The first of the Potter films not to be directed by Christopher Columbus. And it was very obvious from almost the first shot in the film. Yeah, it's way better. I, I, I like the world that Christopher Columbus mm-hmm. helped to build, but Alfonso Corian has a much better eye and takes things, expands the world. It feels bigger. It feels much more lived in to me. And it, I, I, I just love from this point on, I think he changed the game of like how these movies should be shot and how to experience like all the amazing things in this world. So I think that's interesting. Um, I, I don't know if I felt that that it was that much better. I felt like he enabled the tone shift that happens in this. I guess it's more mood. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, that he brings in that that darker approach. Right. And and ev- and so everything shifts right yeah the the settings change the characters change Mm -hmm. the music changes like everything moves with it but they use much more of the grounds yeah 
Um, and I guess that's part of the story as well, but you see them in transition a lot. And I like that, that long bridge that they keep going back to looks really cool. I, I don't know. I just felt like it was a different vibe to me. Oh, totally. Uh, yeah. But I think I, the I thought, first two have much more of like a kid's movie. Right. Feel and the, well, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And the, absolutely the, true. And the other thing he, he did is that, and I'm, I'm sure this was a choice of the director is that he has those, the kids wearing modern clothes. Yeah. Harry's wearing like a black hoodie and jeans. Mm-hmm. And Hermione's wearing like a sweater and she they, they look like they could be going to school in, you know, when this came out. What what year was it? 2005? Well, it's just a third. Yeah, about that, probably. Yeah, I would say I, I think that and all due respect to Chris Columbus, because I we loved both of the first two films. Yeah. You know, we had when we did the other, we liked both. I think this is light years better in terms of the production quality and i think but i and not to blame him because i think in the first movie as we talked about he was just he did a great job of getting kid actors to act and it was great yeah uh the second one remember we said he took more chances remember they were doing those weird kind of angles and yep. stuff which i thought he was kind of forcing himself a little bit out of his comfort zone everything visually in this film is alfonso cura because yeah. he's brilliant yeah, and cinematographer so i mean it's just simple things like the one thing the motif i love the most was you constantly had the idea of time and you don't even like if you hadn't read the stories you wouldn't even realize obviously time and going back mm-hmm. in time and time travel plays a role but everything you're constantly seeing imagery of the clocks the inside workings of the clocks yep. he has the pendulums swinging everywhere in the movie just like the the executioner's acts that's going to play. I don't feel like in either of the first two movies, there were visual um, motifs like that. Yeah. And you know, I think it was more just, it's like, we're going to film this. We're going to get these performances. It's going to be there. It's not going to be anything about the style necessarily of what's on the screen. And, and as far as like the book being written, I think as far as uh, this, this one feels like she was like J.K. Rowling was barely keeping all the balls in the air. There is so much to this story that can go wrong because you have just this random fact that Sirius is not a murderer. He's locked up. It it almost seems like one wrong move and this whole plot just falls apart and goes, ah, it's not at all interesting and it was kind of dumb. And it still pulls it off, like it's to to, to her credit, because I remember reading the book, and it 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 on. I'd like to go back and read it because I think even her her version of this story is even tighter, and and answers more questions and leaves. Oh, it does, and it doesn't leave stones unturned, and it doesn't. It's not clunky, and I feel like the movie does a really good job of like obviously having to cut stuff out because it doesn't have as much time to to tell the story. Um, but also still giving you that idea of like, man, there's a lot going on here and it all kind of comes together at the end. It, 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 to me, it's a feat because it is not an easy story. Like if I, like to your point, if we had to give like a synopsis of this story, you, you're better off watching the movie because there's so much to it. It would take forever to explain. Well, I think what you're saying too, though reflects that she's had those balls in the air since book one 
And I get a very like Stephen King, maybe a little watered down Stephen King feel here. You know, when you meet an author that can create a world where every story feels complete and satisfying, but then the interconnectedness of the stories continues to build and you realize that there have been parts in play since story one Mm -hmm. that aren't fully revealed you know they're they're, it's just like a little stone in story one but then it shows up in story three that's remarkable (laughs) right yeah like even even like they don't even mention it one of the things that i found completely interesting in thinking about how this movie plays out knowing who lupin is that he is a werewolf and that he has these issues they don't even consider mentioning snape's uh, motivation for why yep. he is teaching the kids about werewolves. And one, yeah, there's there's part of it is altruistic. It's like I want them to know that there's that their professor is a werewolf, a werewolf so that they can protect themselves as they need to. But it's also I've always wanted that job and we've known that since the first story, which is yeah. that Snape has always wanted the defense against the dark arts he's, job. He's a great example of a character who, because we've read the rest of the stories, we know that there are other things at play there. Right. But he's like where you find him in the, in each novel, in each movie, he is still believable in the role that he plays. Yeah. Right. Like, he still feels like a fully developed character. Oh yeah. You just still don't even know all the things that are going on there. Yeah. Because all the, all the things about snake can be true. Um, Right. He is he is a good person. But yes, he has a lot of he has a lot of baggage around the potters. Yeah. For different reasons yeah. and a lot of baggage around you know being kept in a place by Dumbledore for so long. Yeah. Yeah. But then even so then even just taking that to Scabbers the rat, you know, like Scabbers has had this little piece to him since the very beginning of kind of this like unruly, grumpy, doing whatever he wants, right? Like yeah. you know, Awful like it, in comparison to Hedwig and Hermione's cat, like there's always just been something Fuck a little Crookshanks. bit. His face, I do not like that right. cat's face. But mm. he's always <laughs> fit as the rat that the Weasleys are able to have, right? right? right. So like his story always made sense. And then story number three comes around right. and it's this whole other angle. And it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like everything makes sense. You see the genius of J.K. Rowling. And I think that Alfonso Corian is able to draw on that, on all of the things that she's provided to create an incredible film. Yeah, I think this film, the the story does suffer a little bit of being turned into a movie because sure. I remember so much more explanation around Lupin and his friends and, you know, what the Shrieking Shack was and why it exists, like why people thought it was haunted and yeah. things like that, that is that are just left out of this movie completely. Yeah. Um, which is fine. It, it definitely serves because it needs, it need, it does need trimming um, time-wise, but it, but it does, her, her explanation of those things, like to your point, fill out the world so right. much more. The the scene where I felt like you could feel that 
that disconnect a little bit at how, in how things play out in written time versus movie time yeah. was the scene where Sirius and Lupin are in the room with Harry and Scabbers and Ron and they want to kill yes. Pe- Peter Pettigrew. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, timing yeah. is a little bit off in that scene yeah. where like you're the expectation is like they would have told Harry like, no, we're not going to kill you, Harry. But in the book, to me, that feels more compact. You mm-hmm. know, where like they're having this little conversation. Harry thinks they're going to kill him, but they're really talking about the rat. Right. The movie timing, it feels too, it's too long. Yeah, but I yeah. think that's that's one of those places where like the transition from from text to film, you know, you can't always get that exactly right. Yeah. I I don't know enough because I haven't gone through like in in paid attention to every book like and read any blogs or something the ones that are most faithful to the novels or mm-hmm. you know cut the most stuff i feel like this one in my memory has always been the one that i felt was most individualistic as a film hmm. do you know like the, it that yes it moves the narrative along but it's also maybe the most self-contained well whereas it's not as concerned with some of the stuff we're talking about here about it it's a, and i really believe that's because of kiran as a director is he more has this idea of i'm making this film and it's it's very much a self-contained story though all of them are but i feel like it was visually so much about it it, it changed the style of it but it just felt more like the and no shame what Chris Columbus was doing. He was trying to kickstart a franchise. But I, I think this might be the one you could watch the most in isolation. If you were just going to say, here's one Harry Potter film, you're only ever going to be able to see one. Hmm. This might yeah, be well, the most accessible for people. I agree because it doesn't have anything to do with Voldemort. Well, and it, even even when he's mentioned, it, he's mentioned incorrectly, right? It, it I guess you do. It does set up Wormtail to kind of be around in the in future. future, but other than that, he this story does not progress the character arc of of Harry versus Voldemort at all. It's more, it's more just filling out backstory, um, and creating kind of introducing new characters to the story that we can take forward um so yeah to your point i think it 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 is sort of like one of those episodes or you know one of those pieces of the story that is self-contained um yeah i agree it's it's interesting though i feel like it's one of those in some essence it's like when you watch a drama or like a really good show like Breaking Bad or Lost when it was on or one of these amazing shows and they do something that sometimes takes a step away from the ongoing mythology right, and it's right. tied in a little bit to it but you're like oh my god this is this is like one of my favorite episodes of this show ever like the X-Files used to do that all the time they would yeah. have the some of those standalones where yeah it was about Mulder and Scully and maybe it advanced things about their character but it wasn't per se moving the net the the main narrative of harry versus Baltimore, let's say forward like we're saying yeah so i just think like that's i i think this movie benefits from the fact that you've had so much character development in the in the first two films and so yeah i like i absolutely give alfonso credit for this film but i think it is also detracting from christopher columbus who 
Sorry, that just sounds funny. Christopher Columbus. I know. We should say Sales just Chris Columbus. Sales the ocean blue. Um, but he had he had to tackle the stories that were so much of the exposition, right? And so you don't need to meet the characters again in this film, right? Characters have already been established. You're meeting two new characters, but the pacing is able to be faster because the first two films exist. So I don't oh, know I... if you could say like this could exist on its own. I think you would lose a lot in terms of understanding the backstory of the yeah, characters. Yeah, yeah, like you kind of. I'm have just saying. To know I, think the most, are, I think it's the, the most. I think it's the most accessible. Okay. If you, I'm not saying you just. I'm saying you just have to watch one. Obviously, with any of them, you need to have the background of reading the books. I and I don't think he would. Most of the. This is the way. By the way, the one that all the directors wanted to direct. Sure. Like they like a lot of directors um, it was about three books in when they really started, you know, and everybody like Spielberg, everyone's like, well, we want to make Prisoner of Azkaban. Well, yeah, everybody wanted I, to make I, it. Yeah, Nobody's signing up for the intro. Right? Like, the, yeah, well, rightfully like, so. And, and, and again, the the mood completely shifts in this book, right? Like your audience gets older. Your characters are older. It's 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 a darker story, right? Like this is the first story that I feel like is legitimately scary. There's definitely moments in the first two, but like there, you know, even just the scene with the execution of Buckbeak, like there is a much darker feel to everything in this movie, um, which is interesting because I don't remember how it plays out in the book, but in this you get to see the executioner swing the axe, but you don't find out till later that he was just cutting a right, pumpkin. Right, so you still feel that, right? Like you still. Well, feel... it's a little camera trickery. Oh, here totally. Because you assume when you're looking at the characters that they're actually seeing it. Yes. Which is to me a cheesy trick that doesn't oh, okay. really play. Oh, that's like, interesting. Like in, in retrospect, having Ron go, oh. Because he saw the swing of an axe when when ten well, minutes earlier they were looking down the hill. Yeah, but it looked like the, I don't know. What well, is? It's a sleight of it, hand. Yeah. I mean, what do you, I, I'm not going to disagree. It only with you works about because that. of the time travel. It doesn't work. Well, yes, and and listen, time travel was a, a from what you were bringing up earlier. This was a risky <laughs> game yes. she's playing there because you you certainly get into this situation where all the shit goes on in future novels, and you're like, why isn't anybody using yeah this time thing. travel? And I forget, does she handle that? Does something happen to this thing that her I money don't has? remember? But that it has I, to. That, I, I maybe because that's a really interesting peace though i mean that's they always say it's very dangerous and that was the whole thing with avengers endgame yeah. people were like are they going to get in the time travel here because when you get in the time travel you have to start explaining the rules of time travel mm -hmm. in this universe and yeah. you know what is that going to be the long-term consequences of that time travel why wouldn't people be everybody be using time travel right katie still hasn't seen it by the way so oh my avengers God, endgame I'm, I'm still waiting for my um mother's day redo i will go on mm. on mother's day why are you having a Mother's Day redo? Jim, Jim was sick on Mother's yeah. Day. Well, wow. so we planned a redo. How? And then I was sick <laughs> for Katie Father's was Day. Sick today, I, I was oh. not, yeah, I was not doing well today. But yeah. his one of his Father's Day's presents is that he's going to have you're going to have a whole weekend. Yeah, know? that's true. So there you you're go. You have a whole weekend of what? Uh, to himself, where the the kids and I are gone. 
He gets to. Wow. And it's right before you come down, Bryce. So he is going to be primed. Yeah. Primed and ready for some Costello action. Maybe I'll come down sooner now if you're going to be on. 90 second hug, maybe me and Brian. 90 second (laughs) hug. Dax loves a long hug. Um, Dax Shepard. I made a little note here about this film, just just purely from a filmmaking perspective, where, again, um, I think Chris Columbus was perfect for the first two movies in terms of what they needed to do. But where you start to see a real difference here is I always find it interesting and really good directors are where they they direct these like segments of film where you could take a scene or a sequence out of any film and just watch it. Like watch that 10 minutes of filmmaking and be like, that could be a film short or, you know, I mean, it's really impressive. And that to me is the sequence in which they intro the Dementors on the train. That to me is where you see the, the skill of a, a director, um, the visuals, the use of uh, John Williams music, which sounds very on John Williams yeah. In this in this film, which is really impressive for someone like John Williams um, to work with the director and really change the 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 music quite significantly from all the other Harry Potter movies, at least that I recall. I mean, I really when I was listening to it, I double checked to see if John Williams actually had recorded this because mm. it seemed so different. But the the way he cuts it, the way he uses light. So it, it's genuinely scary. Um, I think it's a standout sequence in film that just hadn't been in a Harry Potter movie yet, where you had something you could say, we could take this 10 minutes and you could watch this sequence as somebody who likes film and you would be genuinely intrigued by it. Yeah. And I, I like that. I just thought that he was pretty cool with that. Um What's up about the performances? Because I think it's also a huge step forward for all the actors in terms of kid actors, namely in terms of what they're able to put on film in this. Yeah, I think you. So I think they realized that this movie that they hit the jackpot, not well, obviously with Ron, Harry and Hermione, I think, well, maybe they didn't realize they hit the jackpot, but they it had confirmed that they knew that everything they had done in casting for the first movie had worked out specifically with those three, but also the ancillary kid characters, all of them are so good. Like what's his name? Seamus. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. like, yeah, I think that kid is hilarious. I don't know why he just makes me laugh and Malfoy. And uh, yeah, I think that all the kids are so good. I love how they shot, um, like you were saying, the wardrobe choices I thought were really, but there was just like the sequences where all the guys are goofing around like 13 year old guys Mm -hmm. would do if they were in a, like you haven't seen stuff like that before. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was an interesting choice and i also think this is um the film of change the new dumbledore came in because the original dumbledore had passed away but also they he changes to what i think looks like a more scottish landscape outside hagrid's hut is now on the hill Mm -hmm. hogwarts is now on that remember that was all flat in the first two films and moving forward, they go with that. And I think it's, it takes on, uh, it's kind of like a Scottish fairy tale slash modern take the aesthetic visual aesthetic coloring, uh, that they move forward with, which is, I think interesting. So in that respect, I think you take 
Columbus who really established the narrative and built the ideas and you take some of the visuals of Kira in this one and they kind of move forward with that and, and use those for the last run of films. And I think yeah. it's a really good combination, actually. Yep, I agree. And um, I love Emma Thompson. Oh, uh, yeah, she was great. Well, she can be in anything. I love the she is glasses. the best. Yeah, she is great. Perfect as, casting. As, uh, Professor Trelawney. So Alan Rickman, not in this one a ton, certainly not as much as he's in other ones, but had a great sequence when he's wearing Neville's grandmother's oh, yeah. clothing yeah, and awesome. David Thewlis as I, Lupin I, is great. Again, the effects in this movie, to yeah, me, like the, the creation of the magical world, I don't know, the blending of practical and CGI effects to me is seamless. And just the little, like, j there's just little details that just yeah. feel oh, there's some great magical. Do you know, two things that about that. The serious Black Wanted posters awesome. are amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And I loved, like, little things like the Vitruvian werewolf, you know, yes. the yeah. playoff of Da Vinci was fantastic. He just, like, the eye for those things All are so artwork. great. Yeah, the, the artwork, artwork that is, is going up when uh, when Snape is teaching about werewolves. The this reminds me, like, to your point of of the world. Um, it The only thing that it, it comes close to the feeling for me is those original Star Wars movies where there are there's stuff happening on camera that is not part of the story that you still notice because it is so detailed and just perfect for what it is. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I mean, we'll talk, Jim and I will talk about this on our appearance on Pop Addled this week. <laughs> Plug for Pop Addled. Listen, uh, this film is, God, two th about 2005, I think this one came out. So we're talking about almost 15 years ago. Uh-huh. The visuals of this in terms of special effects and everything are Brilliant. so much better than the Dark Phoenix, which was two hundred million dollars. And I mean, the special effects look like shit in that film. In this film, it, we're, we're a decade plus earlier and it's pretty much seamless. I mean, I, here yeah. or there, there you catch something with Buckbeak a little bit. But even he is He's really well done. Absolutely. Yeah. The Dementors I, I, are incredible. Yes. The Dementors are really, I think, cut, cutting edge because those, to me, you don't even feel a sense that those are special effects. I was wondering if at times you wonder, is that a practical effect they somehow figured out to do because they're so lifelike? They're so good. Yeah. And even things like, you know, and J.K. Rowling writes in the... Uh, you know, the ceiling in the Great Hall and, yeah, and yeah. how they use that in the story. And that was one of the things in the movie. I wasn't sure how that was going to play out. And they do such a great job, you know, um, just in terms of practical shift in mood. So much more of the story takes place at night. Yeah. Right. And so you have so many too. night scenes. Yeah. So the night bus scene is like, that's one of my fa my favorite, like the characters on the night bus the bus itself, like that whole yeah, it's scene like the cantina, is phenomenal, right? It's like yes. the cantina in Star Wars, where yep. you go in there, and it's sort of like this you're... cast of characters, yeah. And it's passing; it's a transitional thing. It's not going to be part of the main story, mm -hmm. but it adds so much depth to the world, mm -hmm. and it makes you think about all the other things that are possible that we're not seeing. Yeah, it's just and amazing. Then, I mean, yeah. even the Marauders map, 
Yeah, oh, you so know, good. like that. Just yes, that. Very well is done. Incredible. Yeah. Well, so we should add, I guess, a little narrative uh, about what takes place is that Harry is given this map, the Marauders map by Ron's brothers. He could see their people on it. What we find out is that Scabbers, Ron's rat, is Peter Pettigrew, a guy who is supposed to be uh, have been killed by Sirius Black. Sirius Black was James Potter, Harry Potter's dad's best friend, was supposed to have told Voldemort where his parents were that led to Harry being killed. Harry finds out that Sirius Black is his godfather and he's all torn up. What we find out, though, is that Peter Pettigrew, who turned into Scabbers to hide, is um, really the one who... um, turned on the Potters and that Sirius Black has been in Azkaban um, for a crime he did not commit and he um, escapes and is trying to protect Harry and And we go ahead. I'll add a much more elegant use of the rat imagery than the departed. (laughs) Well... The, the, uh, was that the rat from the departed it, well, he did what, good rat work i mean is yeah, that a, i mean is up until similar... this point it was just the pet rat and that I, totally yeah. made sense right, right? but now you and know now it has another layer he was around he was literally is he on a windowsill in yep. the boston capital well not you know like i i, I do think jk <laughs> jk rowling threads you aura? oh my god <laughs> Could you imagine people in Boston having to say or? Or. You are aura. You are aura. You got to say, you got to say aura. You an aura? <laughs> oh, Lord. That, we should do that. What if Martin Scorsese directed a Harry Potter film in, in Boston? Boston? I hate I would it. Which was to hear what, people And actually filmed it, Harry but he Potter. actually filmed it in New York. I hate it. I don't want it. I don't, I don't that's, want him that's, to direct uh, any more movies. Pitch we, another one. We got snacks now. We should. If we were going to fight him, we should have fought him in Hogsmeade. We got snacks now. <laughs> no. No. no, no. Hey, not, Gary Oldman, no. great as oh. always in this film, is Sirius Black. And by the way, what age is he ever? Because I feel he, like in, in this movie, he, he can looks play like any 25. Age. He legit has some sort of magic thing. And then in Batman, on. I feel like he's yeah, 60. He's timeless. And then, he, like, I feel like if he showed up tomorrow and was in, like, a teenage movie, yeah, I'd be like, yeah, he's it. got it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. He yeah, does. he can pull any of it off. Yeah. I don't know how old he is this. in real life. I don't know. He's, he's so great. Good. He's so Everyone. good. Everyone. He's excellent. Um, yeah. But right. I, this is probably my favorite. It's really I good. I think. Yeah, you know what's Harry funny Potter. is like I do think the the comforting blanket of like reading a Harry Potter story sort of starts to wane a little bit when she breaks from the school year. Um which is you know it has to happen, but it does feel like and even in this he has those scenes of the Whomping Willow shedding its leaves and you know each season is coming and the different things we can expect and there's always something about heading back to school there's always something about something weird happens in the fall there's always something around christmas there's and then you know everything gets tied up in the spring and there's something so nice about that yeah while you're reading the books and it's i think you get that in the next one but then i think after that it kind of it kind no, of starts I, to wane a little bit in a little Order bit. Do you know, the only issue I, I think I ultimately have with all the movies is, and we've done three of these now. I feel like we never talk much about Ron and Hermione. 
And as I go back and watch it, I think their storylines tend to be the ones that have to be trimmed down so much. And all of us read the book, so we kind of know what's going on in them in that relationship. And maybe they're able to play on that, so they need to do less service to them. Honestly, but I don't feel I, like we get... Yeah, I don't feel like we're I, cheated I, in that. I, I thought in, in this one specifically, I think he's... He's at least starting to like make the layup. Well, yes, this one's here. a little bit better. It's and, a little and bit there, better. There's this like weird. There is that weird tension of like, you know, Ron is clearly knows when she's present. That plays a major role in this film, which is like, where did she come from? She wasn't here a minute ago. So like, yes, agreed. No, and listen, so like, he does better job of it. But I, even I agree. even there's a, there's the other parts when is it when they realize. Uh, I forget they're scared of something. They realize that they're holding hands. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, well, and they get the scene at the yeah. uh, the shack. And so I, I just like there's things like in the, the book, because I just reread the book. Yeah. You know, Hermione is 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 actually defending Buckbeak. She's like, you know, she's the legal counsel. for right, Buck. Right, right. And I understand. I understand why they cut it out. But there's great parts of those characters that yeah. unfortunately mm. in a film don't get served. And I've always wondered, is there going to be a day where. Uh, Amazon Prime or Netflix comes in. Oh, I'm sure. And and then does the book like 12 episode season. Yeah. And you s get it all. Well, and that's what's you know, beautiful you, about you this story yeah. is like there are so many characters you could explore. You know, there's already been some ancillary stuff. Um, there's there is so much material that somebody could run with. And I think Fantastic Beast has proven it's not with characters, not from these books. Yeah. They should figure out ways to revisit yeah. these characters maybe as opposed to what those films have become um all right so let's go to spanning the globe right. um early this week uh a big trailer for our show dropped because jim is such a huge <laughs> stephen king fan uh the doctor sleep trailer and jim your thoughts of stephen king's doctor sleep so uh, the the trailer, the first time I watched it, I was not thrilled. I was like, I've sort of started to get nervous about how they're going to handle this. Clearly, they're not shying away from Kubrick. There's a yes, lot. Oh, of we should add. Yeah. Quickly, just in case, Doctor Sleep was the sequel novel to Stephen King's Shining, right. which we obviously of of 2018 was all of one of our favorite all of our favorite films that we watched in 2018 for the yeah. show um but the novel itself the stephen king novel as we discussed in that episode which we highly recommend you go listen to uh king hated kubrick's film yeah well so it's king, interesting king to see kubrick do not align on how they tell stories no, so it doesn't yeah it makes so it's interesting i was intrigued and go on to this uh was this because you had told me about this book? Mm -hmm. Is this going to be aligned with King's sequel novel, or is there going to be service towards Kubrick's film? I and and what I read after watching the trailer is that the director, who is, I guess, the guy who did uh, House on Haunting Hill, which I still haven't watched on Netflix, which is apparently no, amazing. I haven't either, but I heard it's supposed to be everyone great. loves it. It says it's really good, it's very. It's like if there was a lost horror show because there's like clues and all kinds of deep stuff going on. Um, I got a little more excited when I read about him and his approach, which was he really does want to honor the Kubrick imagery and things like that because he, he thinks 
that is uh you know there's a there's a place for it obviously and tell the story that Stephen King tells in the book which is much more character driven and much more plot driven of what is the shining what did it sort of well because we don't really know what the shining is and And kubrick could care less about that he does not care about it all in fact i felt like it was sort of um in the kubrick movie he would have loved to not even had that line where the guy even says the word shining and he would have loved to name the movie something totally different probably yeah probably what was your reaction because uh, you watched katie watched yeah it, what'd right? you think uh, i thought it looked terrifying and like a movie that you could not pay me enough money to see <laughs> really? oh. do you think it looks scary it does look scary i didn't really scary to me yeah that's the i love the night, use of, of i love the use of the music uh-huh because yeah. as we talked about when we saw The Shining, that was such a big piece. Yeah. And what's really interesting is uh, Mike Flanagan, who's the director, came out because so many people were asking him on Twitter when the trailer dropped, is this all Kubrick's footage? Are you using Danny riding? And he reshot all that. The only imagery he reused was the blood in the elevator. Oh, Everything else he reshot. Yeah. No. Yeah, which is no, really intriguing. Children and you and McGregor. I'm out. So here's I funny. love you and McGregor. We started the trailer and Katie goes, "Oh, that uh, guy. That guy. What's his name? <laughs> What's his name? That guy. <laughs> Obi Wan like, Kenobi." So yeah, it takes place 30 years plus. Who, however, after yeah, the they want to do it. Yeah, um, I'm excited. It 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 it's a really. I enjoyed the book. I wouldn't say it's like one of his best books, but as far as like. A cool story. I I enjoyed it. It's got Rebecca Ferguson from Mission Impossible, who's and, one of my favorites. Love Rebecca and Ferguson, the uh, Greatest yeah. Showman. Um, it is not. I, I don't think it's going to play out as a as a horror scary movie. Really? It's not. I don't I'm know. interested because yeah. again, I didn't read the book, so I will be looking forward to seeing that. Um, did everybody watch the new trailer for? Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> oh my so god, it looks I, so good. I saw I saw it at the when I went to see Dark Phoenix. And I was like, holy shit, Katie needs to watch this immediately. Do you know the what? moment so the moment the mother says that she oh, she got so rid of that. she got rid of all the guns. No, I know. But then and you're thinking, oh, they're just gonna find other guns, and then you're like, like oh nope. no, no, they're gonna use like ancient Hawaiian yes. warrior yes. weapons to fight, and they're gonna include the Samoan like dance, dance thing. I I'm was in. like, holy shit, this I movie. We are going to do all the rails, double all of the things feature. I love the balls to... of this movie. Do you know what I thought? Yes. <laughs> what I thought this trailer has all of the things that John Wick was missing. <laughs> that's a interesting well, that's point. Holding point. it we up could, in juxtaposition, I am already more interested in this story. Well, we than need I to was watch in all of John. We're going to do a double feature yeah. episode: Tango and Cash, and then all go see Hobbs and Shaw because there's yes. a definite Tango and Cash. Oh yeah. Uh, when does Hobbs and this. Shaw come out? In August. Yeah. Mm. All right. So we'll, we'll call the rock excited. and see if we'll let us see it. So yes. uh, all right. Just a couple of interesting uh, news things that happened this week. Uh, Justin Bieber challenging Tom Cruise to an MMA fight. Mm. Who cares? Just yeah. what, uh, like it, what is Justin people... Bieber doing? Cocaine well, to Tom, or crack? To, 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 to Tom Cruise's credit, there was not even a reply. Even his rep- representative did not even 
even his volcano overlord soul. I don't think there's. Well, I'll be surprised. Is there anything that Justin Bieber's publicist could do to revive his career? Like, what kind of tricks? I kind of feel bad for him because he has. I think he has some serious issues now. Oh no, he totally does. But that's what I'm saying. Like, like because then he tried to play it off as like rings as publicity stunt. Yeah, well, that's what he then he tried to play it off as as some kind of joke. Like he was like, oh, I was kidding. Nobody cares. Jim, can you tell us something? And because Jim oh, is the, our yeah, video yeah. game representative on the show, because I do not own a video game <laughs> system and I don't play. Um, but this came up on my CNN news feed at work. Um, Microsoft Project Scarlet. What is that? That is that is something just... that Katie? Have you ever heard of that either? Am I alone? And no, I've, no. So educate us, Jim. Do what you is both this? Want to be severely turned on right now, like. Every you time ready? you talk about Are you computers ready for and video the video games, game knowledge, I get turned yeah, on, can you drop some video game knowledge for it's us? It's just their next. It's like their next version of the Xbox. It's just the the Project Scarlet. I don't know if that's what they're actually calling it, or that's like the the code name. Like you know how like movies will yeah. have like a code name while they're shooting. Yeah. Um, will it be a so red just, box? It, is there going to be something really different about this? Do we know anything? Oh, no, in, in in all the consoles, right? The, every time they release them, the 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 technology just gets better. So more, you know, higher resolution graphics. It'll probably try to run games in 4K. Okay. Um, and maybe at higher frame rates. And so frame rate is more important to gamers mostly than resolution. Lots of gamers would rather play a 1080p resolution and have higher frames. Mm-hmm. I am not turned on by that in the least. I'm so turned on. So what's what film um, standard film is 24 frames. Yes. Right. And I when I play video games, it's usually between 90 and 100 frames. Per second. But do you play do do people who are um, like gamers? Married? No, no, no. <laughs> Because uh, I think there's nothing wrong with playing ga- video games. Um, I but feel my question very is, judged right now by both of you. <laughs> no, no. This is a gen- genuine question. Do you play your games on computer? Correct? On what computer? <laughs> yeah, wait and a second. Do you play are, your are, games are you on saying that my... my- <laughs> <laughs> Do I have no, to but turn I on mean, the computer? Um, no, no, but I mean, I yes, would you have well, this? Do you have a preference? Like, is there a preference for a lot of people? Would they rather play their games online via your setup that so, you have well, versus a game console? Is my question. I don't, I don't know the, this. The world. real answer is maybe. So, like, there are tons of people that love PlayStation. There's tons of people that love Xbox. There's tons of people that love the Nintendo stuff, and then there's tons of people that love playing on a computer. Um, a computer allows you more flexibility. It's going to cost a little more. Games are going to look better. You're going to have, there's a ton of free stuff out there for computer stuff, but yeah, Katie's ready to uh, leave the room. We we have tanked this thing. Um, no, maybe people are very interested in this. Lily was in our brother, brother brother-in-law's basement today Mm -hmm. and saw the original Nintendo gaming system. Oh yeah. She said, I didn't know that Michael had Nintendo. And Eva says, what is Nintendo? And as I'm saying, it's a video game system. Lily says, Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> the, the best story about the Nintendo, Nintendo with Lily is like, as you know, kids in school, they hear whatever. Yeah. So for, was it Christmas, Christmas. or Christmas? Um, 
she got bunk beds at some point, and we wanted to give her a little reading light that she could put on her, like, post of her bunk bed so she could flip it on and off. And so they have these really cool, like, LED lights, and it looks like a light switch. So it looks like a light switch plate. You put it on there, and when they flip the switch, the whole light plate lights up, and they can, you know, read whatever, and she can just flip it off. Well, she opened it, and I was like, you know what that is? It's a switch. And she goes... Is she has no idea. She's just her kids at school. She goes, Is this a Nintendo Switch? <laughs> and I was like, Yes, yes and I got is. it for four dollars at five and below. Yes. Go tell all of your friends. <laughs> tell all your friends you have a Switch. <laughs> yeah, I don't know anything about video games, so I'm sorry if we sound You you both are ignorant show. and judgy. Okay. And, I, I, and how am I judging? I, I'm so I'm no judgment. There's a tone. There's a tone no, from both of you. No. And there's, there's body no language whatsoever. from Katie. No. That is. You can hurtful. No, I am give not judging at all. That I can kind of talk to my students <sighs> it's about. Hurtful. I would be for it. I actually would love to get a regular old school Nintendo to play Baseball Stars, which is the oh, only video game nice. I really have a desire to play. I was playing play. Baseball Stars with Josh Fulmer. Oh, that's nice. Uh, yeah, they yeah. were playing some old Nintendo Where were you games. playing baseball? I want to get baseball stars. Uh, that's what I want to get. Jace's house. He's got he's got some video game systems. Yeah, we have baseball stars here, Brian. You can come yeah. play. You can oh, play do it on, you? The, on yeah. your uh, bachelor weekend. Come on oh. down. Play video Excellent. games. Excellent. Uh, okay, pencils. let's play let's play Fast 4, one of our games. Uh, we are going to rank the following four mythical creatures. Oh, Follow right. All right. Uh, All right. Our four mythical creatures are dragons, unicorns, hippogriffs, and phoenixes. I'm going. How would you I... rank these um, mythical creatures in terms of um, coolness, cool the, factor? There's no need to like debate. It's just dragons, phoenix, unicorns, and then hippogriffs. That's just in their magical abilities. That's what it is. Interesting. So I would agree with dragons being first. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, dragons have to be first, right? I mean, there's not really. There's so many different. Um, and, and it depends on what various world we're interpretations in. yeah. of them. So guess, but in every so world, dragons. Did you say phoenix then hippogriff? No, phoenix Fe then unicorns then hippogriff. Oh, see, I think I hippogriff is like a must. I think. Yeah, hippogriffs. Are last. No, what you're missing is that the unicorns. They're like they have like the. The blood that can keep you alive and their horn can has like crazy magical powers. Mm. A hippogriff is basically like a a dog bird. Yeah, yeah well, I think hippogriff I, has cool. to be last. They're a mongrel. They don't have like magical abilities. The unicorn played an amazing like role in like legend. They but they're just an animal. They they don't they don't have okay. anything well, else I going on. I thought it was on. just like personal preference. All right. Well, what's like your personal abilities? preference then? That's well, fine. Well, if, if your personal preference is to ignore what's great about these creatures, then. <laughs> I think my personal preference is dragons, phoenix, hippogriff, unicorns. Also, yeah. Are oh, you of the are you, last? Are you of the world of like dragons, like Tolkien dragons, where they can talk and stuff? No, to me that's like that takes them to even to like that another be, level. Yeah. No, I go more like How to Train Your Dragon dragons. Oh, mm -hmm. oh yeah, I like them. I like those, those are great dragons. dragons. Great what about dragons. what about Pete the dragon? Eh. Never did know, much for me. Come on, man. Uh, I would say you guys make fun of video games. Pete the fucking dragon. More people probably know about Pete the dragon than they know about video He's been games. For a long you time. know you're wrong. Now, about when that. you're talking about Pete the dragon, are you talking about the dragon or smoking the marijuana? 
No, I'm talking about the Disney film, Pete the Dragon. Oh, but that song was originally about smoking pot. No, yeah. isn't that Puff the Magic Dragon? Puff <sighs> the Magic Dragon. Wait, but I thought Pete, so I thought Pete was the boy and Puff was no, the Peter, dragon. No, Peter, Paul, and Mary sang Puff the Magic but Dragon. No, wait, but Pete the Dragon is a different. It's not Pete a Dragon. I don't think the Dragon. Oh, it's Pete's Dragon. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Pete's, it is Pete's Dragon. Yeah, he's and a, he's a marijuana a dream. Yeah. <laughs> He smoked the marijuana like a cigarette. <laughs> that he, is a very he, mellow dragon. And like then he's he played not, him on computer. He's just going to like curl up in front of your fireplace. And yeah. Like yeah. He's a happy stories. dragon. Pete dragon is, is definitely a Rastafarian dragon. Jeffrey yes. Lebowski, the dog. <laughs> yes, he is. He of is. dragons. He's yes. like, hey, uh, you mind if I do a giant here? <laughs> yeah. Love Rug that really tied the room together. Also, that's what uh, Tripping Billy's has a line in it, right? Of about about the dragon, about dragon. Yeah. yeah. All right, there we go. So dragons, we agree, are one. I would go Phoenix to Unicorn Three, Hippogriff Four. Even a Muggle like Brian <laughs> knew right. the right order. <laughs> so no, listen. There we go. If the two of you want to go play with your unicorns while I'm hanging with the Hippogriff, go right ahead. Go ride your unicorns. Yeah. All right. Where does Very the cool. pugacorn fall into this? I don't know, Brian. Are you hip to the pugacorn? I don't know what a pugacorn is. It's a dog pug that is has a horn. Lily is obsessed with them and has a blanket that has what, is that like a cartoon? If you what haven't is that? noticed, they've just started putting unicorn horns on all Everything. animals. And now. Lily has decided that the pugacorn is, is the, the apex horn. predator. I really of thought that corn. she created that because yeah. she loved pugs, but there is no. there's merchandise. No. So yeah. all right. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Love it. All right. Um, sign the apocalypse grows ever near. On Father's Day, I thought we could talk a little bit about a trend for new fathers and mothers, mm. uh, which has really taken off. Uh, gender reveal parties. Uh, I'm also uh, yeah. excited to announce that some people don't know uh, there is another little Costello yeah. coming. Oh, man, I'm oh. out of drink. I oh. am not here. Not. Cheers. No, Cheers. Just, you will not. Be having a gender reveal party. Are you but finding out this, though? Uh, we are not. We okay. did not find out with Claire or Jack, and we're not finding out either. Uh, I do not begrudge people their choices for gender reveal. Mm, sure. I do. Uh, that is fine. Uh, no, no, no. But I mean, but you, don't, I found, you don't care if people find out. I don't no, care if people find fine. out. My my issue is more the parties. Yeah. Uh, and Aileen shared this with me this week, and I thought immediately that we needed this. Um, this was on the what to expect when expecting site message board, where what? people um, post lots of weird things, quite frequently questions about, I'm not sure who the father is. It's kind of like or a more should I Povich. eat the placenta? <laughs> yeah, should I eat the placenta? So uh, this was a woman asking want. for... Um, some help. And she said her her partner had decided that they wanted to have a gender reveal party. And he asked for uh, one of the three following things at the party. And the woman didn't want any of the three. And she was curious how other mothers felt she should break this news to said father. Uh, the first thing he said is, OK, this is my idea. And this guy must be 18. I'm assuming this is a teen pregnancy. 
based upon the things this guy is talking about. He goes, oh, okay, first option he wanted. Uh, have a friend or my brother pop out of the cake butt naked. If it's a girl, he'll tuck his penis in um, and run around. If it's not, he'll just not tuck it in. He'll run this around the backyard. And that's this is how joke, we'll know. Right? No, no, this is very serious. This is my brother. <laughs> uh, oh, no. So if if this option didn't work... Um, he wanted to make it a large lamb style, like a, a, a large paper mache vagina no. and have I mean, someone bust so out of it. And if it was pink, it would be a girl. And if it was huh. blue, it would be a boy. OK, I like that. And then the third option was to which I'm kind of down with this option to a point, have a pinata. OK, completely cool with that. Bust open the pinata. If it's a girl. Nothing. If it's a boy, dildos fall out. No, this is again, again. This is a joke. Now, no, I like, I like all of his ideas. If you had to, which of those three creativity. would you? Here's, look? here's my fear and theory over these escalating party scenarios. I think this might be symptomatic of the everybody gets a trophy generation. Because yeah, yeah. I feel like it's this another is a way trend to celebrate that we're seeing nothing. in bachelor and bachelorette parties. Mm -hmm. We're seeing well, they're not the parties now. Part now no, they're no, no. like weeks. That, that, but that's what I'm saying. So like you know, like Jim's mom will talk about like you know when we were like when when she and her siblings well there were ten of them. You didn't get parties, but he, and even like you and your siblings like you had cake over at Aunt Margaret's house, right? No. Like, but and. And so now we're seeing the craziness of like kids' birthday parties. Like they're getting bigger, crazier. And I think it's just continuing to bachelor and bachelorette parties, baby showers, gender reveals, like everything. And then looking at weddings, even, mm -hmm. right? Like the wedding has become so much more about like how can we make this an insane experience? as opposed to like celebrating a union, right? And just like the beginning, let alone this is the whole thing. But that's it. I think right. like it's just symptomatic of like that the, any reason to make an amplified fuss over someone. I So, I know. you know, with that in mind, we'd go with the paper mache vagina. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm worried the that, that our are children dangerous. are going to that's suffer from this. A, that's that's well, like for, that's a lackluster idea. That one. Yeah. Well, for those of you who are just tuning in for Harry Potter talk, we've now yeah, gotten we've to the that. dildo and, it, the, and the buffalo like, I, and the I, Buffalo Bill we, reveal. Are I don't we like that at all. To, to say like I don't really want to come to your gender reveal party. Like I no. I just I don't like I I don't know. Yeah, ba I don't baby like shower. Idea. Like I, I'm there. I guess. <laughs> but Why like would any? I, party, but this is what I've never really got. Why it. does I, I? Part of the reason that we don't find out what the gender of our child is is we don't care. Yeah. Why should anybody else care if my child is going to be a boy or a girl? Let me I don't blow know. your mind, Ryan. I don't Do you want know. to take the blue pill or the red pill? Uh, <laughs> you won't so, find out what their gender is for quite a the, while. I, I, <laughs> I love the surprise of a baby being born, even when it's not our own kid. Mm -hmm. Like, I love finding out, like, oh, it's a girl. Well, and we here's could have bets. But There's here's, what's not, here's what's not exciting for me. You know, when, like, the kid is three months old, you are, I'm sorry, 
in in utero. Three, yeah. m- three months in u- utero, you already know the gender and the name of the child. And then it's just like a countdown to when, you know, baby Samoa arrives. Uh, Samoa? I don't know. Like what ends right? Samoa. And then sometimes it's a planned C section. So, I'm so glad just, that's a word on there because that'd just be just weird if you no, that There's no surprise there. Yeah, it's just like, oh, all right. Bring it's the all magic fun and games. You think here. you're going to get a crackle bar and a um, giant black dildo falls well, Brian, out? Let's I mean, be that's fair. at a party. It may be. The way I'm reading this is that the, the, the husband or the the partner was not into the gender reveal and the and the no no he and, was very into well, the gender no, reveal. I think she was forcing it and he was like well let me tell you about my gender reveal ideas and I, for that I love him okay well, if that was the I case. think as far as gender reveals go if you had to go to a gender reveal party what? tell me you wouldn't want to go to one of those instead sure. of like hey let's cut it imagine just dildos falling inside. out of a pinata yeah yes. just like different colors different sizes yep yep i'm there wild I'm all right there. time for five questions okay. um who wants to answer this week both of you yeah, yeah sure yeah we'll do it right. fast uh, we're running this over. is yeah. yes this is uh here we go thumbs up or thumbs down wearing a watch thumbs down your I love thumb up and thumb love, down. Yeah, I love the idea of it. I n- never remember to put the darn thing on. No, I hate and wearing I'm, a watch, I'm... and I've always hated it. Yeah. So you I will did... never transition to the Apple Watch then. <sighs> no. Unless the Apple Watch can offer me something that my phone. You have no can't... need for it. You have no need. Yeah, for it. I, I don't. Like as think a teacher, so. I actually do have a need for a watch because mm-hmm. I don't have my cell phone on me. Uh, and I just forget to put the darn thing on in the morning. It's not a, it, at this point, but Brian, to Brian's point, the Apple Watch is not just about time. So, like, oh, the, no, I, yeah, I, yeah, I understand so. that. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, all right. Question two Would you rather, would you rather spend a week in a foreign prison or a year in an American prison? We don't get to pick where. No, foreign, you're right? rolling nope, the die. Rolling the dice. Yeah. Holy shit. I'm going to roll the die on the week and just hope I get like Sweden. I no, I would do a year in American prison. Really? I think. Yeah. Oh, have you never watched Locked Up Abroad? Yeah, Katie, you got to watch uh, watch two episodes of that on Netflix. But it depends uh, where you this are. This week and come back. You, I, I. But I would least... say the same thing in the United States. It depends where you are. No, uh, you at least have your rights, and you know. Yeah, yeah. At least I think you could get. Yeah. I think you could get by a little bit better in but it's a whole America. Year. Have you ever watched? You have to watch Locked Up Abroad. Okay. What's it's that? What's terrifying. that? Uh, Claire Danes movie, Paradise or whatever. Oh yeah, you go Broken to Asia, Paradise? yeah, Th- yeah like Thailand. I'm a very good you prisoner, go... though. I feel like uh, I would make Katie. Friends. It doesn't matter. You doesn't matter. Just some of those they don't even have guards. Watch yeah. some of those Central just, American prisons. You'll end up on a, like a prison island, like in uh, I forget that movie. No Escape with Ray Liotta. Yeah, I'm in. I'm rolling the die. Okay, All right. Go ahead. Okay. All right. Fill in the blank. My Patronus would be a one, two, three. Sea otter. German shepherd. <laughs> Couldn't even say the German shepherd. I was German. had a, a German. Be a German. A German man. <laughs> Hello, my Patronus is a German man. <laughs> Hello, family. <laughs> uh, I think your dad is a Norwegian? sea. The animal that represents your dad is a sea otter. I forgot it was my dad. So, do you want to change your answer? Yeah, let me think about this. Mm. I feel like uh, it would be a bird. I'm going to go with like an eagle. An eagle. No. An eagle. No? It's definitely like a starling or something that you'd... Yeah. No, he would hate that. He hates the starling. He would hate yeah. the starling. 
I've heard, I feel like an eagle is strong, okay. though it's right. a predator. They're... Yeah. Okay. A bird. A bird. Cardinal. He's bird. always excited right. to see cardinals. He likes cardinals. I'll All go right, with a bird. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. All right. Uh, favorite Jewish, question. What is man. your favorite <laughs> favorite prison movie? Besides No Escape. <laughs> Besides No Escape, which is my favorite prison movie, actually. I'm, no, I'm between, it's not. Uh, <laughs> I think it's Shawshank. I'm between Shawshank, Shawshank and Green Mile. Shawshank, but I think it's Shawshank is so good, and both Stephen King. Yep, um, they're both really good. And Brian, you'll have to tell me if this counts. I loved The Great Escape growing up. Oh, well, no, that's a prison movie. They're in a prison well camp. Yeah. Also, another slightly less known uh, old movie about prisoner of war camp called Stalag Seventeen. Ooh, another good love one. that movie. Mm. I like Goal with Sylvester Sloan and Michael Caine when they're in the German prison camp but play soccer. I don't <laughs> oh, know that one. Oh, look it up. Longest Goal. Yard is a good one. Oh, Longest God, Yard, the original. So yeah, the original. Of course, movies. the original. Original. All right. Uh, deep thought question. Um, no, that's a replacement. No, that's the replacements, <laughs> which is a great Adam movie. Sandler. Apparently, uh, Keanu Reeves in is it Frozen? What's what, what is he? The no, no Toy Story. Toy 4? Story Four. He's getting much more press for that. Than He's John also Luke in 3. in the new. Uh, he there's lots of news about him in a new video game this week as oh, well. That's yes, exciting. I saw Anything that. that means yeah. there E3, won't be a E3 John was this 4. week for those that yes. don't know. That's why all the video game news happened. Um, all right, deep thoughts question. What image would a bogger take on to drain away all your joy and happiness? This is really tough. Go ahead, Katie. Based on like recent imagery, I'm going to go with the alien from Alien. Ooh, oh, that's a good one. Good choice. Yeah. Well, now none of us can pick anything else because that's Well, I'm sorry the that I had thing. the best answer. That is pretty terrifying. Although I've watched the movies and I feel equipped to handle. Oh, them. I am not equipped. All I need is an airlock, and we're good. I need to be in space and that's, have an airlock. But you don't. So okay, that's not. Somebody really could show me the Dark Phoenix ticket and tell me I had to go there again, and that would terrify <laughs> me. I'll say I had to watch that. Yeah, the, the Xenomorph is pretty scary. The Xenomorph. That's a what, great do you answer, find Katie? the alien more scary than the face hugger? I don't know. Hmm. Good question. question. Or what about the thing that, like, can we classify the thing that comes out of the mouth as a separate thing all into itself? Or is that. I think upon, like, first appearance, like, it just appearing, I'm going to go with the alien over the face hugger. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. I also think a grown man breaking out of a paper mache vagina or a pinata dumping out dildos would be terrifying as well. Just oh, uh, Brian. Fair. Pretty, pretty terrifying. Uh, all right. Uh, recommendations. Hmm. Anybody have any recommendations this week? Uh, I was thinking about something and then it went out of my brains. Yeah. No. Nothing? Oh, the kids know. are watching Master Chef Junior. Master uh, Top Chef Junior. Top Chef Junior. Sorry. Yeah, it's been it's pretty fun. Whole family is loving fun. it. I saw Aladdin with Claire. Thumbs up. And it please. was it was okay. Okay. I I thought it was okay. Um. Probably better than I thought it was going to be, but Claire really liked it. So if you have a if you have kids who are looking to see a movie, I would recommend it. Certainly not as good as the original. Mm-hmm. I would show them the original, but all the the cast was pretty good in it. It was it was a solid. I thought it was solid. Better again, better than I thought it was going to be, but not like amazing. About on I guess about par for the course. I would say for those live action remakes of these animated movies, none of which I think are amazing. They're all just kind of okay. 
Did we talk about watching Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat? We did not. We should watch. No. We, yeah. Really we good. That. Yeah. So it's like a little cooking series, just four episodes, and there's a there's also a cookbook that goes along with it, mm-hmm. um, kind of exploring the four pieces that are central to any country's cuisine. Um, mm-hmm. It's it was really great. Yeah. Really great. I love I loved it. Yeah. The author's name is Samin uh, Nasrat. Nasrat. Yeah, and she basically realized that most dishes are comprised of salt, fat, acid, and heat. And she went, each episode is one of those things. And she goes on a quest to really dive into that specific area and figure out why and what makes it so important in each dish and go to some of the places in the world where they do that specific piece the best. Yeah. It's it was, amazing. It so great. Salt, salt is like the, is Asia. Fat is Japan, Italy. Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, acid is Mexico. And heat is pretty much everywhere. She t- mainly, I was say Calif- was yeah, she it's, in it's, it's 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 the U.S. Yeah. So all right, awesome. Uh, so Aladdin, I thought Rules of War comes out a month from now from Matt Bentley. Uh, also, I'm uh, about to watch the season two finale of The Expanse, and it just gets better every episode. We've talked about that before, so yeah. make sure you do that. And that's it. That's all, all right. my recommendations. All she wrote, Next like week, Angel Dun, dun. Oh, is that what we're watching? Yeah. Jaws. Not the Meg. Not the Meg. Not the Meg. Oh, well, we could watch both. You want to do a double feature? Have you seen the Meg yet? No. We just watched the trailer for it the other night. Okay. It's on HBO. Yeah, let's do it. Do you want to do the gonna, Meg as well? We, do you have time have for ta- two movies? No, we don't have time for two movies. We don't. If we have time for two movies, I don't want the other one to be the Meg. <laughs> That's the Meg what was pretty bad. To. All right, we'll watch Jaws. The all right. Well, what? Well, we're definitely watching Jaws. It's just you and why. I I can tell you, I didn't like the Meg. I saw it in the theater, and I thought it was <laughs> not very good. <laughs> but maybe we could save that for another time, Katie. Okay. Uh, remember good. to like, review, subscribe. That's it. Check out Jim and I this week on Pop Addled, Dark Phoenix. That episode drops Tuesday. If you're not yeah. following Pop Addled, make sure you subscribe so you can hear us later in the week as well. All, All right. right. Bye, everyone. Adios. Bye. 